You're listening to the Vineyard Milwaukee podcast. For more information about Vineyard Milwaukee, go to vineyardmilwaukee.com. Now here's our podcast. So if you're familiar with Eugene Peterson, and if you've been following in uh, the 40 Days of Decrease, if you're doing that journal along with us, you may have read the quote where he says, Christian spirituality is not a life project for becoming a better person. So, if Christian spirituality, meaning being a follower of Jesus, is not a religion or a morality campaign or a personal quest for more fulfilling life, then what do you think it is? But what is it that you maybe or maybe not signed on for? You know, I remember years ago when I was thinking about this, memory came to my mind. I was out with a group of women at a little little new wine bar in town. It was somebody's birthday. And I, I only knew well the woman whose birthday it was. So I didn't know the other woman very well. I met them before they were acquaintances. But we were talking about all sorts of things. And at some point, the conversation turned toward church. And one of the girls said, yeah, sometimes I, my mom makes me come to church with her. She's like, I don't know what I think about it. It feels like, a, you know, the band on stage feels like a rock band. And she's describing this church And at the time, we live in Columbus, and we were part of Vineyard Columbus. And as she's describing it, I'm like, that sounds like my church. And so I was like, is it Vineyard Columbus? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my church. And she's like, oh. She's like, I I always, I feel a little awkward at the end because your pastor always at the end invites people to become followers of Jesus and to, to actually stand up and make that, like, decision to follow Jesus. And she said, Every time my mom is kind of, you know, looking at me, hopefully, like, this will be the time. And she's like, just, and she's like, she finally just said to her mom, and she's like, but mom, like, I'm a teacher. And the other women kind of nod. And I'm, I'm like completely confused by that response. I was like, I I just was like, what? Like, what did you being a teacher have anything to do with this whole experience you're having where you're kind of, you know, wrestling with this, your, your mom kind of trying to invite you into life with Jesus and you being a teacher and all of that. And I didn't say much. I just kind of had this like confused look on my face. And so one of the other women interpreted for me and she said, well, she means she's a teacher. So she's already giving back. She's already like doing something good in society. And I thought, oh, okay. So the interpretation here of what it means to have life in Jesus, to be a follower of Jesus, is to give back, to be a good person, like to contribute. Like this was sort of the collective thought at the table. And I think that that's not an unusual thought about Christian spirituality outside the church or frankly even inside the church. That following Jesus is about kind of personal self-actualization, that it's about living a life of meaning, that's about finding your calling, finding yourself, your purpose, about being a, a moral person. But if that's not it precisely, then what is it? What is it to be a disciple of Jesus? Well, in all three synoptic gospels, Jesus actually provides us a definition of what it means to follow him. And so we're going to look today at the one found in Luke. So if you want to look with me at Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. Then he said to them all, 
Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So I'm guessing you won't find this passage on very many vision boards. Now to give you some context, this statement from Jesus, which again is found in all three synoptic Gospels, um, is sandwiched between some miracles one of the big ones is the multiplication of bread and fish, if you're familiar with the feeding of the 5,000. And then following the statement is the miracle of the transfiguration when um, Jesus goes with his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, and goes up this mountain, and they have this like crazy, you know, supernatural spiritual experience with Jesus. So Jesus himself is on the way, on his way to the cross at this point in the Gospels. The tension is mounting. He is actively and powerfully ushering in the kingdom through miracles of multiplication, conquering disease and demonic oppression. He's revealing who he is, and the numbers of people who believe in him are increasing. The crowds are growing, and likewise, so are his enemies. And so he wants his disciples to know two things. He's like, guys, this and women, this looks like this is going our way. This, this is kind of exciting, right? Like there's some really cool things happening. Our popularity is growing, but I am moving toward my execution. I am moving toward a cross and the fullness of what I came here to do, the completeness uh, does not happen without my death on that cross. And if you want to follow me, if you choose to align yourself with me, this will be your journey too. Not a great PR slogan. Now, for the people listening to Jesus at this time, following him may actually have cost them their actual physical death. And for Peter, it actually meant his death eventually on a cross as well. And around the world, even today, choosing to align yourself with the person of Jesus has cost people their families, their livelihood, and their actual lives. But this is not often the case for us living here in America. And yet, Jesus is talking to us today, too. This is true for us today, too. The first part of that quote that I started with from Eugene Peterson, the, the first part of it, I, I actually ended with the end of it. He says two things that are basic to the Christian life are unfortunately counter to most things American. First, Christian spirituality, the contemplative life, is not about us. It is about God. The great weakness of American spirituality is that it is all about us, fulfilling our potential, getting the blessings of God, expanding our influence, finding our gifts, getting a handle on principles by which we can get the edge over the competition, the more there is of us, the less there is of God. So, if it is unlikely that we will give our actual physical lives as a result of our commitment to Jesus and his kingdom, what does it look like for us to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily to follow him? 
Before I answer that question, I just want to mention what, uh, for a minute, about what self-denial and cross-caring isn't about based on the life of Jesus. It isn't a devaluing of our worth to God. It isn't a denial of our needs, our desires, and our emotions. In fact, it is our desire for love and meaning, our desire to save our life that leads us to Jesus in the first place. But Jesus turns the world's recipe for finding yourself on its head. He says, if you want to find yourself, lose your life for me. So how do we lose our life for Jesus? This is a mystery, isn't it? This is the big life question. This is the challenge for anyone who's decided to follow Jesus. And it is a lifelong challenge. And many of you heard stories about, I've mentioned this many times, probably most people in the room know we first moved to Columbus, I mean, Milwaukee from Columbus. I taught fifth grade in Milwaukee Public Schools. And I had had a background in teaching. I had taught in the suburban schools in Columbus. And I had been a very successful teacher. The parents loved me. The kids loved me. They would shower, shower me with gifts at Christmas at the end of the year. I always got, like, the gifted cluster, so I'd get these high-achieving kids. And uh, we would do all these cool things. And so here I was, 40 years old, background in teaching, lots of teaching experience. I'm in a fifth-grade classroom. I'm very familiar with fifth grade. And, man... I could, nothing worked. <laughs> None of my experience, nothing had prepared me for some of the emotional, behavioral, academic complexities and needs of this classroom. And I felt like a failure every single day. I just, I, nothing I did worked. And I just remember struggling so much with like my inability to be quote unquote successful. And so I just remember one day, I loved these kids, I cared deeply about them, but man, it was just like <laughs> so many challenging situations all the time. And I remember sitting at a coffee shop one day, I'll never forget this, I would go after work and like drown my sorrows in a cappuccino and a very caloric pastry of some sort. And I was having, you know, some time praying about it, and I was lamenting to God, God, I feel like such a failure, I, nothing's working, la, 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 la. And I finally said to him, God, what does success look like to you? Like, what's your idea of success in this situation? And I just heard him say so clearly, you getting out of the way. And I realized what he's saying to me is, I want to partner with you to love on these kids. I want to partner with you to reveal myself to these kids, my heart for these kids. But your ego and your insecurity and your quest for power and success and control is getting in the way. And so for those of you who have been tracking with us, like I said, on this 40 Days of Decrease journey, you may have read this quote this week. It's from Leonard Sweet. It says, on the cross, leadership dies. On the cross, success dies. On the cross, skills die and excellence dies. All my strengths nailed to the cross. All of my weaknesses nailed to the cross. All of my yearnings for bigger and better, for anything other than Christ himself nailed to that same cross. Man, that quote undid me this week. That, that just spoke straight to my stuff. 
Daily losing our lives for Jesus means that we live for him and his kingdom and not for ourselves and our kingdom. And that will require a lifelong journey of dying to our plans for our lives, our plans for how to spend our money, our version of success, our ideas of how to gain the good life, to be something, to find ourselves in this world in trust that by dying to all this, we will be saved. We will be found. But for whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Why don't we stand? I kept this a little shorter. I know some of you have a surprised look on your face. It's because I just felt like I wanted to give space for God to speak to you personally. I know uh, we had space for that last week, and God really showed up and met many people, including me, in very personal and powerful ways. And so I want to call a couple groups to respond today. This message really is for all of us, but for some of you, you may not have actually made a choice to align yourself with the person of Jesus. You may be exploring life with Jesus, faith, who Jesus is, but you may not have actually, you know, Jesus' love and grace is free for all of us. But there is an opportunity for us to choose him back. And for some of you, you've never actually made that actual choice for yourself. That is an actual choice of your will, to decide to follow Jesus. And then you work out all this stuff the rest of your life. And so today, I want to invite you to do that. If you're like, you know what, I, I'm very interested in Jesus. I need a lot from him. But I've been kind of like circling around him for a while, and I just have to actually make a choice of my will that I want to be one of his followers. And so I just invite you to make that choice today. Allow us to come alongside and bless and affirm that and invite God's spirit just to fill you. And the second group is for those of us who have been following Jesus for a while. We have made that choice to follow Jesus, but there are parts of ourselves that are not nailed to the cross. There are parts of ourselves that aren't fully submitted to Jesus. I mean, this honestly is a daily practice, really, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just reminded like daily of parts of myself that aren't submitted. But I feel like there may be a specific area that God would want to highlight for each of us today. And so I'm just going to give a minute while we just kind of sit in silence. And I'm going to ask God just to reveal if there's a, just a place he might be highlighting in your heart today, in an area of your life, an, an internal thing, an external thing, whatever, that he's inviting you to nail to the cross, to lay down. In trust that you will find yourself in him by releasing that thing you're gaining Jesus. That's where you're going to find yourself. And so I think that's the invitation for us today. And then I have a few more words. But let's just, um, let's just give a little space for God to speak to you personally. I just ask you to come, Holy Spirit, right now. And out of your love and your desire to heal us and set us free, I pray you'd speak to each one of us. Whether you're inviting us into life with you, or you're just inviting us to deeper, fuller life with you. I pray you reveal right now any area that we're still clinging to in our lives. 
Now, I just want to encourage you, if you felt like God said some things, usually God speaks really quickly, and to not, like, overthink and question that. that you probably were hearing from God. God, I pray right now you give people the courage and the faith to trust that you are for them and your desires for their freedom and their wholeness. And so as we move into a time of ministry, I just, I pray for the courage to just, um, to both submit to you and then receive from you all that you have for us this morning. And so I just want to invite you, there'll be people on my left, your right, um, in the back of the room that would love to come alongside and pray with you and for you. And so if, if you are like, I, I, I feel like I need to just make a very conscious choice. I want to be one of Jesus' disciples. I want to follow him. I invite you to come and share that with one of the people on our prayer team and let us just pray over you and pray over that. If you feel like God highlighted for you, and in all honesty, like there's not a single person in this room, including me, there's not some area that we still need to lay down. I mean, God just revealed mine like super quick. Like, here it is, once again, something I've struggled with a long time. And it's just a continual of laying that down and trust that he'll take care of me, that I'll find myself in him if I lose my life. So losing your life for him and trust that you get him and that's enough. So whatever that is, I encourage you if if you would like to come back and get prayer for that, or you might just decide uh, to just work that out with God where you are right now. But we have plenty of time and space, so please come and receive prayer if you just want to uh, have someone come alongside and just minister to you in the presence and the love and the power of the Holy Spirit to just make that not just a conscious choice, but a spiritual transaction where you're releasing that to God. And so um, I just invite you to come get prayer. Some of the other words we had this morning during our prayer time, we felt like God's um, wanted to bring some healing, some physical healing today. Um, I had that word again, that sort of esophagus swallowing thing. I'm not sure what that is. Like someone having trouble swallowing or food digestion or something. Um, someone had a word about like bone density, particularly in like the arms and legs. And I had a word about like a spine or back issue. Like maybe, I don't know if it's, I'm not sure. That's all I know. So if any of those words speak to you or anything else you need prayer for, if it's a physical thing, we believe in physical healing here in the vineyard. and We'd love to just pray for you. So please come back and get prayer for any, any reason whatsoever. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Milwaukee Podcast. For more information, go to vineyardmilwaukee.com.